Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 435, for Wednesday, November 1st, 2017. This is the BGG Page Views edition. We have the most games over 20,000 views since December 14th of 2016. That week there were 22 over 20,000. This week, not quite that high, only 18. The first one at number 18 is Pandemic Legacy Season 1 by Matt Leacock and Rob Davio, published by Z-Man Games with 20,305. It's a gain of 757, or about 4% from last week. At number 17 is Noria by Sophia Wagner, published by Stronghold Games with 21,875. That's about double what it had last week as it has been released. Uh, that's about, and about 1,500 more than Pandemic Legacy. Down three spots from last week is Asul by Mikael Kiesling, published by Plan B Games with 22,992, about 1,100 more than Noria, about 2,600 more than last week. Dropping out of the top 10 from number 7 to number 15 is Warhammer Underworld's Shadespire by David Sanders, published, published by Games Workshop with 23,112, that's 120 more than Asul, but almost a, over 11,000 fewer than last week, or about a third of its views from last week. I also mispronounced this game as Shadow Spire last week. It is, in fact, Shade Spire. Dropping five spots and out of the top ten again to number 14 is Arkham Horror the Card Game by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 24,043, about a thousand more than Shade Spire, and down 3,500 from last week. Sliding two more spots to number 13 is Scythe by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games with 25,426, about 1,400 more than Arkham Horror, and only a drop of 97, or 0.4%. Again, this just reinforces the idea that it's not really all about Scythe's performance being weaker, it does still have 25,000 views, but that the competition coming out of Essen is so strong. And a third game dropping out of the top 10 from number 5 to number 12 is Charterstone, also by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games, with 26,315, about 900 more than Scythe, but down again about a third, like with Shadespire, losing 14,000 views from last week. At number 11 is Gaia Project by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag, published by Asmodee, with 28,455, about 2,000 more than Charterstone, 12,000 more than it had last week. Gaia Project, of course, is the sequel to Terra Mystica. The first of our four new entries into the top 10 is a debut at number 10, Altiplano by Reiner Stockhausen, published by DLP Games, with 28,905, which means that Gaia Project missed the top 10 by only 450 views. Altiplano also had a gain of 12,000 from last week. It is a bag-building game themed in the Andes Mountains of South America. After spending the last 
uh, almost three months in the top three, plummeting seven spots down to number nine is The Seventh Continent by Ludovic Rudy and Bruno Sauté, published by Sirius Pulp with 31,584. That's about 2,500 more than Altiplano, but 44,000 views, fewer than last week, a 59% drop. This is, in fact, the fewest views it has had since August 9th. And yet, that mark of 31,584 is the most views ever for a number nine, beating out Dragonfire back from August 23rd by 558 views. So clearly, we won't be seeing the same top three that we've seen for the last two months as one of them we've already encountered. At number eight for the second week in a row is Terraforming Mars by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games with 32,511, about a thousand more than the seventh continent, and a gain of 2,000, or 6.7%. With 64 weeks in the top 10, it has moved into number five, on the most weeks list, passing Star Trek Attack Wing. Our second new entry is another debut at number seven, Root, by Cole Ver Weirly, published by Leader Games with 32,752, 241 more than Terraforming Mars. And this game is, a, according to the board game geek description, a game of adventure and war in which players battle for control of a vast wilderness. But perhaps a better description is from the Kickstarter subtitle, A Game of Woodland Might and Right. It is an asymmetric game from the publisher of Vast, the Crystal Caverns, Caverns and has already raised over a quarter million dollars. The third of our four new entries is returning after about five months away at number six, Starting for the second time is Clans of Caledonia by Juma Aljuju, published by Karma Games, with 35,256, 2,500 more than Root, 11,000 more than last week, a gain of 50%. Last week it was number 12. The board game Geek Description says that Clans of Caledonia is a mid-to-heavy economic game set in 19th century Scotland. Our highest new entry, a debut at number five, is Dinosaur Island by Jonathan Gilmore and Brian Lewis, published by Pandasaurus Games with 52,233. That's almost 17,000 more than the number six game. That's 17,000 is larger than the span from number six to number 18. Now, Dinosaur Island's theme is researching DNA of dinosaurs to create a theme park. Perhaps that sounds familiar, like Jurassic Park. Mechanisms include dice rolling, set collection, tile placement, and worker placement. It's Kickstarter funded in March with over a half a million dollars and is now arriving to backers. That mark of 52,233 is the most views ever for a number five, shattering the previous record of Massive Darkness from August 23rd by over 10,000 views. 52,000, obviously, that'd be enough for number one most weeks, even as recently as the end of September. But here, it has to settle for number five. 
Sliding one spot to number four, after two weeks at number three, is Wasteland Express Delivery Service by Matt Riddle, Ben Pinchback, and Jonathan Gilmore, published by Pandasaurus Games, uh, just like Dinosaur Island, also Pandasaurus Games, 52,902. It's a gain of a little over 2,000, or 4.3%, and it edges out Dinosaur Island by 669 views. Number four is the lowest position it has seen uh, since returning August 2nd, so in the last three months, it re-entered at number one. And it is the most views ever for a number four game. Setting that mark for the second week in a row, Kingdom Death Monster just set it last week, and Wasteland Express beats it by almost 4,000 more. At number three, after two weeks at number four, is Kingdom Death Monster by Adam Poots, published by Kingdom Death, with 53,202, a gap of 300 between Kingdom Death Monster and Wasteland Express, a gain of over 4,000, and that's about 8.5%. This is the most views Kingdom Death Monster has had since January 11th, when it was number one with over 70,000 views. And climbing four spots to number two is Pandemic Legacy Season 2 by Matt Leacock and Rob Davio, published by Z-Man Games with 53,281. A gain of only 79 more than Kingdom Death Monster, but a gain of over 17,000, or almost half again what it had last week. Even last week, it had posted more views than Pandemic Legacy Season 1 ever did. This just shatters any mark Season 1 had. That's just a function of the change in the environment. Again, this new era of high flying that we've been in for, what, a year and a half now. And Season 1 of Pandemic Legacy mostly did its damage before that time. But did you notice how close these games from 2 through 5 were? After a gap of 17,000 between 5 and 6, narrowing gaps of 669, 379. In fact, spanning those four games is 1,048 views. Uh, incredibly competitive for this, this many views and this high up in the list. Uh, each of these games just made a mark in the top 100 most views in a week, coming in at 80th, 82nd, 85th, and 90th but none of them were able to hold a candle to the number one game because it beat out these, this group of four by 36,000 views more. At number one for the second week in a row and the 26th time overall, Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games with 89,163, another gain of almost 13,000 from last week, or 17%, as it sets the number 19 mark for most views, and the most views it has seen since May 3rd, six months ago, which was the last time it was over 100,000. This is also Gloomhaven's 50th week in the top 10, which makes it the 12th game to have 50 or more weeks, passing Pathfinder Adventure Card Game and Dead of Winter, and is the sixth game to do this in just the last six months. It's been, a, again, in many ways, a very unusual time. But we have some competition. 
we'll see whether anybody can really bring it to Gloomhaven when we come around next week. For Wednesday, November 1st, 2017.